0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. My sermon topic this morning is peace be with you. So this morning, before we go home, I'm going to ask you to say peace be with you probably 30 times. Is that okay? Because if there's one thing I want you to take home this morning, is this sentence, peace be with you. Be with you. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, Peace be with you? The truth that grips our hearts this morning is that He is risen. Jesus has conquered death, He has overcome setback, He has established healing and opened heaven to those who believe Jesus is alive. Amen. Can you imagine the scene that led to this moment? Picture the state of mind of the 11 disciples as they sat together trying to figure out what was going on after Jesus had died and been buried. Can you imagine what these 11 disciples were speaking about in that room that day after Jesus had been buried? And he'd been dead for three days already. Their leader had been an extraordinary man. An extraordinary human being, a man like they'd never been before. He was love. Jesus was grace. Jesus was mercy. He was goodness. He was healing. He was forgiveness. He was truth. He was justice. And he was virtue. But the disciples were not in the most peaceful frame of mind that morning. On resurrection morning, the disciples were not at peace. Amen. Not only had they seen Jesus arrested and crucified, but they also faced their own weaknesses and lack of faith. Can you imagine? Not only had they seen Jesus crucified, but they'd seen their own weaknesses in that moment. When Jesus was arrested, they all fled. Can you remember? They had given into their fears and doubts. And they were holding on to their fears. Amen. Instead of holding on to the promise that Jesus had given them that He would raise from the dead, they were hiding in fear for their lives. By all means, they had failed. If we had to look at the disciples and we had to weigh them against what they should have been, what they could have been, and what we think success was, were they not a failure? They were discipled for three years. They were trained for three years. They were told what was coming. They were told what was going to happen. And even despite all these things, they were sitting in hiding, afraid of their lives. But when Jesus appeared to them, he didn't bring the painful, uncomfortable events of the past few days into that room. When Jesus appeared to them, Jesus did not bring one moment of that into the room. The Prince of Peace came to them with the gift of peace. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand this morning? I was telling the band this morning, I don't understand how Jesus could walk into that room and after being, being, being rejected, being ostracized, being left alone, can walk into a room and bring peace for that moment, not just for that moment for eternity. Amen? Amen. I want to tell you this morning, church, there is nothing that you can do that can ever put Jesus off from loving you. Amen. There is nothing that you can do that can make Jesus walk away from you. There is nothing that you can do that can make Jesus turn his face away from you or not want to come into your little locked room. Amen. Who has a locked room this morning? Who's hiding away maybe because you're fearful of something? Jesus is ready to enter that room. And we will see later in the story this morning that a locked room also doesn't put Jesus off. Amen. He just goes right through that wall. Amen. So of all the ways Jesus could have greeted these disciples, he greets them with peace be with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, peace be with you. Jesus announced peace during His time on earth. So many times when the woman with the issue of blood trusted that a single touch of Jesus' garment would heal her, her faith was rewarded with Him saying, Peace be with you. Go in peace. Amen? In the Pharisees' home, when Jesus was confronted with a sinful woman, what did Jesus say to her? She comes in, she wipes his feet with her hair, her tears. The Bible, the one translation says she actually kisses his feet over and over and over again. And Jesus' response to her was, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Later, Jesus assures his disciples that he would be sending them an ever-present peace in the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, and we're going to get to that just now, but this is a complete peace that came from heaven, which would be with us forever. Jesus saw that we needed somebody to stay with us because we could not do this alone. So Jesus said, I am going to return to my Father, but I will not leave you alone. My heart is not to desert you. My heart is not to abandon you. Even though you have abandoned me, even though you have deserted me, I am not going to desert you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to give you one of the most precious things I can give you, a piece of me, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And it's not in a wind. It's not in a cloud. It's not in anything. He is a person. Amen? the Holy Spirit is a person and the Holy Spirit was left for us to be an ever present beacon of peace that was was given to us on resurrection morning. Amen? 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 So let's look exactly what happened directly after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that okay? So I'm going to narrate the story to you. And as I speak the story, I ask them to put the scriptures on the screen just to make up a little bit of time. Is that okay? Because if we had to read through the whole story, we could be here for a while. Is that all right? But I want to tell you, Jesus is in today between Friday and Resurrection Sunday, Jesus changed the world. Jesus changed the narrative of your story. Jesus changed the words in your story. Jesus changed your future. Jesus changed your today. Amen. So early in the morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene and the other women go to the tomb and they discover that the stone that covered the tomb had been rolled away and the tomb is empty. This is Resurrection Morning Church. Here we clearly see Mary's devotion to Jesus because she came to check up on the body of her Lord Jesus Christ. This is Mary Magdalene, the lady, the wicked lady that Jesus had delivered of multiple demons the one that had devoted her whole life to Jesus. She comes early in the morning to check up on where Jesus' body was and how it was going there at the tomb, amen? amen? Mary was an exceptional human being and Jesus was just as exceptional to actually appear to Mary, but we're gonna to get to that in a minute. But we also see here in Mary's heart, the turmoil that's going through her heart. She's confused, she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know where Jesus is. Amen? She doesn't know where, what they've done with his body. He's, she comes to the tomb and she discovers that the tomb is empty. So after this, she runs to tell Simon, Peter, and the other disciples that they have taken the Lord Jesus from the tomb. Amen? We don't know where they, and she says, and I don't know where they've put them. <laughs> Amen? So what does Peter do? Oh, Peter, don't we love Peter? Amen? Peter jumps up and some other disciples, we know John was there as well, but John doesn't mention himself because I'm reading from John 20, but John was there as well, and they start running towards the tomb. They start running towards the tomb, and the other disciples, guess what? They outrun Peter. Once again, Peter is a little slow. (laughs) Don't we just love Peter, amen? He just shows us all the things that we just don't physically say, amen? So they outrun Peter, and they get to the tomb first, and they stand at the tomb's entrance, but they don't go into the tomb. They just peep into the tomb, and they look into the tomb, and they see the linen and the the cloth laying there. And later on, Peter comes, and he arrives, and guess what? Peter runs right past them straight into the tomb, (laughs) Who's Peter in the building? (laughs) Peter gives us hope, church, because there's a Peter in all of us. Amen? John sat and thought about going into the tomb. Peter just ran into the tomb. Okay? Once again, Peter shows us that there's hope for every single character in this world. Amen? So he runs into the tomb, and he sees the linen, and he sees the cloth that was over Jesus' head folded up on one side of the tomb. And they go back, but finally they return and they don't know what's going on, and they just return to their home because now they're just as confused. But Mary is standing outside the tomb, and yes, where the story just becomes more interesting. And she's standing outside of the tomb and she's crying. The Greek word used for her crying is a deep weeping, meaning a loud, uncontrollable wailing. She was wailing from the inside of her heart because she didn't know what was next. Church, sometimes you stand at an empty tomb, you may be standing at an empty moment, you may be stand at your at a place where you don't know what your tomorrow holds, and you are wailing from the inside of your heart, and you don't know what's coming next. Can you identify with Mary? She's wailing and she stoops down and she looks into the tomb and suddenly she sees two angels sitting in the tomb. One at the head of the of of the of the place where Jesus laid, and the other at the feet. And the angels ask her a very strange question. They ask her, Why are you crying? imagine. She is wailing loudly. You cannot even comprehend this woman's grief, and they're asking her, why is she crying? Now, angels was only mentioned three times in Jesus's life, and the first time was when, when he was born. The second time was when um, he was tempted. The angels came to minister to him, and now the third time angels are mentioned when in his resurrection, but it's very interesting because the Bible says the angels were sitting in his resurrection. Amen? There's a whole sermon just in that moment. So they say, why is she crying? And she says, they've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they have put him. Can you see this woman's heart cry? They've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. They've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. And at this moment, Mary turns around and Jesus is standing there. Many times when we are standing at our empty tombs, not knowing where our Lord Jesus is, sometimes we just need to turn around. Amen. Sometimes when we are standing and we don't know where to go and we are weeping tears because we don't know where our tomorrow is going, we just need to turn around because our Jesus is standing right there. Right there, church. But you know what? She turns around and she doesn't recognize him. How many times do we not recognize Jesus in our circumstances? Amen? How many times are we in a circumstance and all we can see is the empty tomb? But Jesus is standing right there. And he says to her, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And Mary says, she thinks she's speaking to the gardener. And she says, sir, if you've carried him away, please tell me where you've taken him and I I will go get him. Can we just think about this sentence for a moment? Because yesterday for the first time this sentence came to life for me. These words reveal her devotion once again because she never considered how she would carry the corpse of an adult man or how she would clarify even having the corpse of an adult man. Can we just think about this for a moment? How would a lady go and carry a corpse of an adult man and take it somewhere? Where would she take it to? Besides this, it reminds me of a proverb that says, Love feels no load. Love feels no load. Love feels no load. When we love Jesus, is there any load to pick for our Jesus? Amen? So Jesus was in the prime of his life, he'd been crucified. And he had at least 45 kilograms of weight of spices on him that they'd used to embalm him. And Mary says, tell me where he is. I'm going to go fetch him. Amen. Can you imagine? You know, sometimes, church, when we are in situations and we don't know the next move, we make silly plans. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Sometimes when we don't know the next move, we start making little plans and they don't make sense. (laughs) Instead of looking to the Jesus that's standing right there, she thinks it's the gardener speaking to her and she's saying, tell me where he is and I'll go fetch him. Me as a lady, I'm going to go fetch this body that's been embalmed, that's an extra 45 kilograms heavier and I'm not sure what I'm going to do with him, but I'm going to go fetch him. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and say, can you imagine? (laughs) But then what is Jesus doing that moment? Jesus turns to her and he says, Mary. The Bible says he turns to her and he says, Mary. How many times has Jesus just turned to you and said, Belinda? Belinda. Amen? (laughs) Whatever your name is, amen. (laughs) Many times Jesus has turned to me and gone, Belinda, seriously. Amen? (laughs) He turns to her and he says, Mary. Mary. And in that moment, she turns to him and she cries out, Rabbi, which means teacher. Mary was wondering and and worried where Jesus was, but he wasn't far away. Jesus called out to her tenderly and personally. When you are going through a hard time and you are making plans, Jesus is one step away going, Belinda, whatever your name is this morning. Amen. Amen. In that moment, in that moment, Mary hears the tone of His voice and she gets the revelation that this is her beloved Messiah. This is her beloved Messiah. This is not a gardener. This is not somebody tending a garden. This is her beloved Messiah. And He instantly has come to save her. And He's come to her personally to say Mary you see in those days women were not credited like in our days and Jesus comes to this lady and he takes the time to come and interact with her he takes the time to speak to her that's the God we serve amen can all the ladies in the building say hallelujah Hallelujah. amen Jesus tells her not to hold on to him because he hasn't ascended to the Father yet, but he says, I've got a message for you. You, as a woman, I have a message for you. Go and tell those disciples, I'm alive. Amen? Do you know how profound that was? Because in those days, women could not even testify in court. But Jesus takes a woman and he says, yes, the message of the century, go to the disciples and say, I am alive. Amen. Amen. Jesus is validating women. Jesus loves men and Jesus loves women. Amen. Jesus has a place for men and Jesus has a place for women. Amen. Mary is so overjoyed and she goes and tells the disciples that she has seen the Lord. And then Jesus appears to Cleopas and another man on the road. Of on on the road, and he chats to them, and he walks with them, and he and he's, they, he's speaking scripture to them. And eventually, he sits down at a table with them. And as he breaks bread with them, they also don't know Jesus. And as he breaks bread with them and he gives thanks, suddenly their eyes are open, and they can recognize Jesus. Amen, amen. And he disappears. The Bible says he disappears from their sight. And they ask each other, Well, our heart's not burning within us when Jesus was speaking with us. Is there, are there not times when you speak and you read the word of God where your heart burns within you, church? Where a word from God changes your life. Amen. So these men return to Jerusalem and they find the 11 disciples and they tell them as well, guess what? Jesus has risen. So now these disciples are getting it from every angle. Mary has told them Jesus has risen. These young men have returned and they've told them Jesus has risen. And while they were speaking, Jesus appears to the disciples, minus Thomas, and says, peace be with you. Amen? This means... There is no cause for fear. There is no cause for fear. All is well. Jesus enters the room despite the doors being locked. And he shows them his nail-pierced hands. Just stick with me, church. This is all going to come together. Jesus takes the time. He says, yeah. Yeah. Thomas isn't in the room for some reason. I don't know why. But the disciples are together and he goes, Yes, my nail pierced hands. Yes, my side. And he assures them that he is Jesus of Nazareth and he is raised from the dead. Jesus came to show them himself. Every time we draw near to God, Jesus is ready to show us himself. Amen. We just take a half a step towards God and God says, here I am. I'm ready to show you myself. Amen. We take a half a step towards Jesus and Jesus says, here I am. I'm ready to show you myself. And the disciples are overjoyed when they see the Lord. And again, Jesus says, peace be with you. Can you see how many times Jesus says, peace be with you? Can you see Perhaps he repeated the greeting because their fear of the shock of the moment was too much. Can you imagine we're sitting in this room, the doors are locked, and Jesus appears. <laughs> Maybe we would all be a bit shocked, amen. And Jesus says, peace be with you. Yes, my hands, Yes, my side. And we're like, oh my gosh. And then Jesus says, okay, peace be with you just to actually silence our hearts. But the repetition of this promise actually makes the gift of peace much larger and much more significant. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, peace be with you. Jesus tells them, as the Father has sent me, now I'm gonna send you. I'm sending you into this world, but I'm not sending you on your own. I'm breathing on you the breath of the Holy Spirit. And he breathes on them, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And he says, if you forgive anyone their sins, their sins are forgiven. But if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. In that moment, the Holy Spirit was given to the disciples, so they were empowered to act in his name. Are you with me this morning? Say, peace be with you. Now Thomas wasn't there. We've dealt with Peter, we've dealt with the disciples, we've dealt with Mary, and now Thomas isn't there. And the disciples go to him and they say, you cannot believe it, we have seen the Lord. Jesus has been with us. And what does Thomas say? He says, unless I see his nail marks in his hands and his, nail and his side, I'm not gonna believe. The question I ask is, why didn't he want to? see his feet either. Amen? But didn't Jesus just show the disciples his nail-pierced hands and his side? If Thomas was in the room, would he have not seen it in any case? Amen? Are you with me this morning, church? So he says, unless I see it, I'm not going to believe. And you know how gracious Jesus is. (laughs) Thomas says, I'm going to make an extreme demand for evidence. I want to see and I want to touch. I don't want to just see. I want to touch. Who of us sometimes go like that to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I just don't want to just see these things. I want to touch them as well. Amen. I want to make an extreme demand on your evidence. A week later, the disciples are in the house again. And guess what? Thomas is now in the room. Praise God. Jesus, Thomas, is in the room. Amen? (laughs) And our Jesus once again appears with the doors locked. And he comes in and he goes, peace be with you. Can you imagine? Jesus takes the time to meet Thomas. He says, peace be with you. And then when he says to Thomas, Thomas, before Thomas utters a word, he says, put your fingers here. See my hands, reach out, put your hand in my side. Then he says to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. Amen. This morning, Jesus says to you, yes, my hands. I've paid the price for you. Put your hands in my side. Now stop doubting and believe. Amen. 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 So Thomas responds with my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. In this moment, Thomas realizes that Jesus knew exactly what he needed before he asked. Church, Jesus knows exactly what you need before you utter a word. Amen? Thomas made an immediate transition, declaring from unbelief to radical belief. In one moment, in one moment. Spurgeon says this was a holy wonder, an immeasurable delight, an enthusiastic profession of allegiance to Christ, and a direct act of adoration and worship. When Thomas changed from doubt to belief, it was worship. When you change from doubt to belief, you worship. Amen? 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 Come on, church. This morning is Resurrection Sunday. When are you going to stop doubting? Amen? When are you going to start believing God for the impossible? Amen? Amen? Are you going to be like Thomas that says, God, I want to stick my hands in your hands and in your side? Or are you going to be like that next verse that says, Lord, I'm going to be one of those. Blessed are those that believe, even though they don't put their hands in your hands and put their side in your side. Amen? I want to tell you this morning, there's a clear lesson here. There's a clear lesson here. The last words that Jesus spoke on the cross before committing his spirits to the Father and his first words to the disciples have a connection. Can I tell you what that is? Jesus' last words on the cross were, it is finished. This declared the conclusion of his earthly work. Righteousness was perfected. Divine justice was satisfied. Blood was shed. Redemption was paid. Sins were forgiven. Reconciliation was achieved. Death was conquered. And salvation was secured. Jesus' first words to the disciples were, peace be with you. This declared the end of all your fears. Peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of Jesus. Amen. Can I have two people just quickly on the platform? Um. (laughs) They didn't know I'm going to call them. (laughs) If Cheryl is, it is finished, and Claudine is, peace be with you. Take hands. When these two took hands this morning, the union of these two sentences became the blueprint designed for your living. And this means you could live in victory. Amen? 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 I don't think you get this. When these two took hands, it is finished and peace be with you. It means you could walk in victory. Amen? 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 Thank you very much. (laughs) The union of these two means we can walk in victory. Now, if you have a revelation of the power of the cross, then you know that Jesus has paid for every challenge in your life. If you have a revelation of the peace that He has left you, you know you have a friend in the Holy Spirit. Amen? You know you can face any problem. You are not alone. You are walking with the Lord. Amen. John 16 verse 33 says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulations, trials and distress and frustrations. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Now there isn't a storm dark enough. This is important, church. There isn't a trench crooked enough or a wave big enough that can drown you. Amen? Amen? There isn't a mountain high enough, steep enough or slippery enough that can overwhelm you. Amen. There isn't a valley deep enough, dark enough, or ugly enough that can swallow you. Charles Spurgeon said, Perhaps nothing brings more glory to God than the calm peace that saints enjoy during trouble. In conclusion, today peace became possible because Jesus conquered the voice of every enemy declaring war on mankind. Amen. 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 When the enemy said death, Jesus said life. When the enemy said sickness, Jesus said health. Amen. When the enemy said death, Jesus said life. When the enemy said sickness, Jesus said health. When the devil said death, Jesus said? No. When the enemy said sickness, Jesus no. When the de- devil said death, Jesus said? No. When the enemy said sickness, Jesus said? Amen. When the enemy said anxiety and fear and depression, Jesus said, peace be with you. When the enemy said anxiety, fear, and depression, Jesus said, when the enemy said anxiety, fear, depression, and despair, Jesus said, I don't hear you, church. I'm preaching my lungs out here. When the enemy said anxiety, fear, depression, and despair is your future, Jesus said, Amen. When the enemy said, you are going under, the enemy said, you will not make it. The enemy said, you will live in fear. You will live in anxiety. Jesus said, I can't hear you. Jesus said, I will come. And he came. Jesus said, I will die. And it happened. Jesus said, I will rise from the dead. And it happened. Jesus said, I'm coming back. Get ready. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Can we stand up on our feet this morning and let's pray together, amen? Jesus said, peace be with you. Can we pray this morning? Can you pray after me? Say, Lord, give me the the permanent peace you have made available to me in Christ Jesus. Say, Lord, give me a permanent peace you have made available to me in Christ Jesus. Lord, give me a permanent peace that has been made available to me in Christ Jesus. Still my soul and bring peace of mind in Jesus' name. I speak to whatever turmoil and chaos and disorder that is in my life, and I declare peace in Jesus' name. I declare the resurrection power of Jesus over my health. I declare the resurrection power of Jesus over my family. I declare the resurrection power of Jesus over my finances. In Jesus' name, 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 name. I declare the Lord is my refuge. I declare the Lord is my refuge. And my mind is set on you, God. Holy Spirit, replace the fear within me with a strong faith. Holy Spirit, replace the fear in me with a strong faith. Holy Spirit, replace the anxiety within me with a great confidence. Holy Spirit, replace the tension within me with a holy relaxation. Let's say that one again. Say, Holy Spirit, replace the tension within me with a holy relaxation. With a holy relaxation. Let the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, fall upon me right now in Jesus' mighty name. 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 name. Let the resurrection power bring life, peace, comfort, and joy. Pray, church, let the resurrection power bring life, peace, comfort, and joy instead of pain. I receive the joy of resurrection. Instead of pain, I receive the joy of resurrection. Instead of setback and disappointment, I receive the breakthrough of resurrection. Instead of poverty, I receive the blessing of resurrection. Instead of poverty, I receive the blessing of resurrection. Instead of failure, I receive the success of resurrection. Instead of failure, Speak to that failure. Say, instead of failure, I receive, I receive, I receive the success of resurrection in Jesus' mighty name. Instead of a yoke of limitation and the shortcoming, I receive the deliverance that that comes from resurrection, that comes from resurrection, that comes from resurrection, that comes from resurrection. Lord, let the power of resurrection let the power of resurrection flow in me, in Jesus' mighty name. Let it flow in my body, let it flow in my spirit and in my soul, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. And I want to prophesy and declare over you this morning, the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ has come. Amen? It's Resurrection Sunday. Sin has been dealt with. Pain has been dealt with. Your breakthrough is here. Amen? 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 What did Jesus say on Resurrection Sunday? What are you going to remember every day of this week? What are you going to remember when the devil tells you going under? What are you going to remember when the devil tells you you're not going to make it? Peace. I'm telling you, today, Jesus came with a message. Peace be with you. Amen. Amen. I just want to take a moment to pray for those that don't know Jesus Christ this morning. You say, Belinda, I hear you. I hear about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I want to serve Jesus. It's time for me to stop doubting. I take the words of Thomas and believe, amen? So if it's you this morning, can I pray a prayer with you? Can you put your right hand on your heart and lift your left hand to heaven? And can we pray with these people this morning, church? Can you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. On Resurrection Sunday, I give my life to you. I want to serve you, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross and you rose again. You are Lord, you are God, you are worthy. I give you my life. Take control, Lord. I want to walk with you, I want to talk with you, I want to live with you. Be my Lord, be my God. Be my resurrection life from today and forever. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.